Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Big news south of the border. New York City. Uh, the trial of Galen Maxwell. That's how the people on BBC say it, so that's how I'm going to say it, because they're the guys that would know. Galen Maxwell. Uh, she is, I don't know, depending on how you look at it, a business partner, romantic partner, associate, best friend, whatever, of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, she's facing eight charges total, two of them to be tried at a later date, perjury charges. Ultimately, she could do 70 or 80 years behind bars if she is convicted. So let's find out what she's on trial for, how it relates to the to the bigger picture, and that's part of the discussion. We're going to chat with Ari Goldkind now. Ari, of course, a criminal defense lawyer and legal commentator, and uh, always great to get on the show. Hi, Ari. Thanks for joining us. Great to be on with you, as always. Now, in the prosecution's opening statement, and this is important, they claim that she was just as responsible as Epstein in all of this child sex trafficking. She was an active participant. She was grooming these girls for Epstein. So they're trying to frame her as being just as culpable as he is, right? That's partly correct. I mean, in terms of certain principles, that's morally horse manure and bunk. But in the way that the law works, if you're a conspirator, it doesn't matter if you're at the top of the food chain or at the bottom. It's sort of like in Canada. You don't have to be the principal to an offense. If there's a bank robbery, just to make it easier, and three guys go into a bank and one, God forbid, shoots the teller or has a gun, even the third person who doesn't have the gun or doesn't shoot anybody is legally culpable to keep it as simple as possible. Gotcha. But the idea, but the idea, and this is where the story gets more interesting to me, and we can talk about what's happened so far and where it's going. The idea that she has the same blood on her hands as Epstein at a 50-50 ratio is horse manure. And if the, that is presented to the jury, there may be one or two members of the jury who've watched the Netflix series about Epstein, not that you're supposed to, yeah. that hear the evidence, and they may quite actively resist the Crown overplaying a hand because the case that they really should present is a relatively simple and straightforward one that doesn't involve getting into these kinds of moral judgments. Okay, we'll get to the case you think they should present in a second, because I want to circle back, because uh, I think the defense agrees with you wholeheartedly, because their position during their opening statement is exactly what you just said. Just because Epstein's dead and you can't, you know, hold him to justice doesn't mean you can pivot and throw the same things at her. It's not the same. That's their opening statement. Yeah, and they went further, and his lawyer uh, used the word scapegoat. And quite frankly, the prosecution went bananas at them using that word, and it's a completely appropriate word. If Epstein was still alive and didn't ostensibly commit suicide in the hellhole called the Manhattan Detention Center, where Ms. Maxwell has been improperly detained, she should have received bail. I appreciate everybody listening to us will go, I don't agree with that. She should be detained forever. Uh, But by the way, that position would be wrong. She should have been out on bail for a series of things we may not have time to discuss. You know, at the end of the day, uh, what Epstein has done, and if he was prosecuted and alive, would have very much changed the prosecution's zeal or appetite to go after Miss Maxwell with the zeal that they're doing. And the defense lawyer, as I said, used the word scapegoat. You can use the word proxy. And those things may all come to be important. And I'll give it a Canadian component. 
there are a lot of eerie similarities, eerie similarities in the Maxwell case to the Gomeshi case, which is a case that continues to be the most well-known kind of case in this area in Canadian history, but also the most misunderstood. Um, what are the similarities? What do you, uh, spell that out a bit for us. Yeah, so the way it started with Gomeshi, and, and you can see just by watching the trial today and following the evidence of Maxwell, that there's going to be some very interesting turns that are Gomeshi-like. At the beginning of Epstein, or if you watch the Netflix series, you get the idea that these four complainants are as pure as the driven snow, that they come with unblemished resumes, they're just there to tell the truth. Now, remember, for people listening, I am a criminal defense right, lawyer. Yeah, fair I enough. do not... Right, no, but a lot of people be like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> I, I don't care what Twitter says, okay? I care about evidence. That's my job, so yep. go get mad at somebody else because it won't bother me. And what the prosecution is going to try and suggest is that these four women are untainted by financial considerations, untainted by relationships that may call into question the veracity of their evidence. Here's the comparison to Gomeshi. The entire country believed Gomeshi was guilty, that he was a monster, that he was charged with things he wasn't even charged with, and that he would be found guilty in two seconds. That was the, I mean, remember, this is before George Floyd. That was sort yep. of the trial of the year, okay? Yep. And Judge Horkins, a judge that, quite frankly, is a very tough judge. He's certainly somebody that, uh, uh, you know, doesn't lean one way or the other, but very tough. He called the, ac the accusers in the Gomeshi case the lying liar of liars. Nobody ever read that decision, right? He tore them apart, their quest for fame, their inability to keep their story straight. Now, what's the link back to Maxwell? There is no doubt that the involvement of the famous lawyers you see on TV, the Gloria Allreds, her daughter Lisa Bloom, the millions of dollars being sought in these settlements. Again, I'm not asking anybody to agree with me. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Those are all things that the defense lawyer will very, very clearly exploit in the coming days that so many people have come forward because of the fun, because of the notoriety, because of all sorts of things that come. Now, I'm not saying she's not guilty, by the way. If you ask me, just as a Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that, yeah. if you ask me at simple terms, did she know and did she participate in the grooming of young women to give him these ridiculous massages? I think it's an unavoidable yes. But where the defense has gone yesterday in their opening statement is twofold. The involvement and the tainting of money and millions of dollars, millions, by the way, to people who come forward. And number two, the issue of the age of consent in the various states where this conspiracy is alleged to have happened, and right now you have the pilot of the Lolita Express on the stand, and his evidence I don't think has helped the prosecution the way they think it might. Um, Ari, can you hang on for a minute? Because i got a couple of more for you. So. Of course. Okay, of course. we'll take a quick break, put Ari on hold, and come back, and i got a couple more questions right after. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. After this. 
We're talking with Ari Goldkind, criminal defense lawyer and uh, legal commentator about the uh, Galen Maxwell trial. And Ari, the one question that I, uh, is overriding here and we need to get to, and I'm glad you could mm-hmm. hold on for us. Um, the reason we're talking about this trial is, is not because of child sex trafficking. Unfortunately, that happens quite often. We don't often talk about it. We're talking about this because of links to uh, Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, Donald Trump, Bill Gates. I mean, the list goes on and on with some of the highest profile people on the planet. That's why this trial is, you know, the trial that it is. How big of a factor is that in what's happening and why the prosecution took the stance they took? You know, it's a very interesting question that I wasn't expecting, Shay. So first of all, you deserve a lot of credit for saying out loud what most people won't, okay? And let's explore why that's important, okay? Yep. Now, you know when I come on your show, I'm not a bleeding heart, right? I can be as pro-police I can be as pro-prosecution as any defense lawyer in Canada. I get in trouble for it, and I continue to not care, okay? Now, why do I say that? Because you raise something that if you're truly concerned with child sex trafficking, particularly in the States, particularly coming through the southern border, where we know that the reports are horrendous of what many young women have to go through to be coming up with coyotes Mm -hmm. and all sorts of sex trafficking, and by the way, even, you know, uh, Americans who have to go through this. We never know their name. There's never enough resources for them. There's not enough cops to do it, not enough prosecutors to go after, okay? She ticks, Miss Maxwell does, the daughter of a billionaire British magnate. She ticks all the right demographic checkboxes. And the reason I say all that is because you mentioned the links to Clinton, Gates, Trump, uh, Alan Dershowitz, if people know sure, that yeah. part of the story. Uh, And again, I know we're limited on time, so I'm not going into why there's so many problems and holes in this story. I mean, the pilot's evidence today was quite interesting about the rich people and celebrities you mentioned. But this is a diversion. This is a sort of gotcha moment, because Epstein's dead, where we go after her because she, again, is the right demographic checkbox. I mean, I don't want to get too far into it, but, you know, if you look at the carnage in Wakesha last week, the, the man who mowed down those people, it's almost out of the news because it doesn't tick the right checkboxes. And that, to me, is a lawyer who sees the effects of trafficking, who sees the effects of young women uh, who, who have no names. They have no voice. They don't have Gloria Allred right. and Lisa Bloom, the plaintiff's lawyers, lining up for their sound bites. You, you know, again, I, I wasn't expecting that question, but I have bellyached for a long time that the the good intentions of people, when it gets up with, mixed up with millions of dollars and fame, often leads to ignoring the kind of victims that not only do not have a name, but that no prosecutor or police officer will say they have the resources to prosecute. And your question just took me in that direction because I've looked at that for many years. So what does that mean for this trial? I mean, obviously that's the overriding you know, factor that's going on behind the scenes here. I mean, I think a lot of people are watching the trial not to see her be convicted of anything. That's not what they're interested in, Ari. They're interested in Bill Clinton or Donald Trump being exposed or Bill Gates or you name whoever you want to name. That's what they're watching here. Well, you might be right about that in our TMZ-like nation. Yeah, will that happen, though? No, and so I was going to say spoiler alert, which is I always like spoiler (laughs) alerts. I don't think that's going to happen. And I think people just look at her, Shay, and maybe we agree or disagree a tiny bit on this. I actually do think people say, oh, she should rot in jail. 
she should go to jail forever. She should die in jail. If you said to a bunch of people what she actually charged with, how far did the prosecution have to reach to charge her? They had to get into conspiracy counts. There's age of consent issues. This is really a prosecution, again, by proxy. Now, again, Seinfeld, not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. Do I think she didn't know everything he was doing? Yes. In fact, the accusations at their highest is at times she was part of these massages with inappropriate sexual touching. But when you have a defense that says, we're going to show you age of consent, we're going to show you this, we're going to show you that, we're going to show you the checks, we're going to show you the money. Yes, there will be people listening to us that say, so what that a young woman, once she came forward, got a check for $4 million? But you may have jurors at that point, particularly when the cross-examination is strong. Remember, cross-examination has not begun yet. Everybody hold your beer for a second. You may have the same issues in Gomeshi. That's why I say there's a very Canadian link here where everybody thought he was a monster. He was taken down. The the, uh, alleged victims were going to come forward and be believed. Everybody got mad, remember, at his lawyer for asking them questions that that, you know, that annoyed people that, God forbid, you ask accusers questions. Uh, I think the defense here has a little bit more ammunition than we think. But back to my original point, the charges are at their core. Is Did she know if these women were underage? That's a big if. Yep. Or the children were underage, whichever term you prefer, underage children, underage women. If, they, if she knew on a number of counts she is likely exposed, But going back to the point at hand, there is no doubt we would probably not be having this discussion today if Jeffrey Epstein was alive. Last one for you, Ari, and I appreciate you spending so much time with us this morning. Manipulated memory. uh, The the defense brought that up and won the right to bring in experts on that as part of their defense, basically saying that the memories that these women will present about what happened aren't factual and they've been influenced. Have you run into this before? Uh, not only have I run into it, I think most criminal lawyers and prosecutors will tell you this is a very real phenomenon. It is not overly complex. I, again, we're low on time. You've probably got to get to break. Yeah. But this is something where if somebody thinks something happened, but they're not sure, but they start to, I'm, I'm being very simplistic here, obviously. Yeah. But the more that they keep repeating something, the more that people drum into somebody that they're a victim or that this must have happened or they were in somebody's orbit. And here again, Let me make this clear, much to the chagrin of people listening. When you add in people that haven't come forward, but then when they know if they do, there's a millions and millions of dollar payout, and it's often he said, she said. That affects things. Then you enter in the plaintiff's lawyers, the Gloria Allred, the Lisa Blooms, and others that we see constantly doing this. That does make somebody who goes, maybe I don't remember exactly what happened in 1994, that can taint them, but let me give the flip side. There may be people that something very specific happened in 1995 in a Palm Beach mansion, and it's as simple as day. That's why the jury does what they do. And if we don't believe in the jury system, which we saw everybody belly aching after Rittenhouse, then why not just have trials on Twitter and call it a day? And <laughs> my obvious facetiousness is, God forbid we ever do that, because then we're all going to jail for the rest of our life. Ari, uh, spectacular as always. I appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. Nice to talk to you. You bet. That is uh, Ari Goldkind, a criminal defense lawyer and a legal commentator. And I think, you know, the reason I wanted to have Ari on is because he's a straight shooter and he's not going to get into 
um, you know, his own personal feelings about things, he's going to say, this is what the law says. This is the way that this works. And, you know, he's very experienced in the courtroom. He knows how trials work, but he he's able to, as he said, you can have a trial on Twitter. And there will be a trial on Twitter for Galen Maxwell. Believe me, it started. I was getting texts from people, how come you're not talking about the Maxwell trial? Last week before it had started, okay? I mean, there is a whole group of social media people that are just frothing at the mouth for this trial, hoping that it's going to bring down Bill Clinton or Donald Trump. Uh, and I wanted Ari to come on and his legal expert and say, don't hold your breath. Um, but there's a lot, this is going to be a closely watched trial and it's interesting to see how it's going to play out. And we'll check in with Ari again, if something comes up, because I trust him to, to give it to us straight. And I appreciate it.